What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Bioshock, developed by 2K Boston and 2K Australia, published by 2K Games. Now, this came out in 2007, and I remember working at GameStop when this came out. And this, like... I just remember this being like, this is changing video games. This is going to be great. This is a crazy epic storytelling in the first person shooter. And I, I just remember everybody going crazy and Gaga over this. Yeah. And like, and I don't even remember why, like other than it looked like a really interesting concept. You're a guy in a, an underwater city trying to solve a mystery. And it was set in the 1960s. Like, is it the 1960s? Mm-hmm. I thought it was the fifties. Mm-mm. No, it's the 60s. Oh, okay. Well, that answers one of my other questions there. <laughs> but well, yeah. Like, we we had a brief discussion, and, and in the second game, I was like, wait a second, why does it feel like nothing in the first game mattered? Yeah. Right? Well, that's because the second game takes place, I believe, in the 1950s. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> so, like, but then... No, no, I don't know. I actually don't know, <laughs> because there that just brings on more questions, because in the second game... There are certain things that are mentioned that happened in the first game. And yeah, to me, this is a very confusing Mm storyline, like the sequence over the next three games. Um, And and like you said, I understand it's supposed to be a mystery. Like when this game was coming out, I had no interest in it. Yeah, none. I, I, I think I've explained this before. When I was like in high school. I heavy into first person shooters, Counter Strike, all that shit. Right. Yeah. Heavy into them. And I got to a point where I was just burnt out on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't really care for first-person shooters. You know, we had games like Halo that has a really good storyline and everything. And it's a first-person shooter and all that other stuff. But, like, I wanted something bigger. And mm-hmm. I still do. It, it, it's something that, like, it was while I was in high school that I, I discovered a game called Tales of Symphonia. <laughs> yeah. Fucking love it. Yep. It still to this day is my all-time favorite Tales game, and I have played almost all of them. Mm. I think there's only like two or three that I haven't played, um, and they they were the ones that came out before Tales of Symphonia. Yeah. Um, but I I loved it, and just the level of storytelling, the the combat system in the game, like I loved everything about it, and I was like, this is what I want. These are the games that I want. Like, I care about these characters. I care about this storyline. I want to know what happens next. I love the world exploration. I love the combat system. Like, this is the, the games that I want to play from here on out. Yeah. Right. So, like, first person shooters, I was kind of like, eh, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. And e- even to this day, for the most part, when a first person shooter comes out, I'm just kind of like, nah, okay. <laughs> Because I, I just, I feel like they're so limited. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only so much you can experience in the world. And I, I, I've had plenty of arguments about this. Well, you're playing first person, so you're actually experienced in the world like you would in real life. And I'm like, not to be in that a-hole, but in real life, I'm not going to hold out my right arm with my gun up <laughs> off to the side the entire time I'm running around an area. Yeah. Like, this is exhausting. And, you know, eventually my arm's going to get tired holding up this fucking 15-pound weapon. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> well, they tried to do an, an open-world game first-person shooter. It was called Halo Infinite, and it wasn't that good. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I feel like you're limited mm-hmm. in what you can do in a first-person shooter. So I was not, like, super big into this game. I did not follow the hype. Um, I remember when it released, and I remember having friends that played it that were just like, oh, my God, this game is so good. It's mm. so fun. It's so interesting. It can be dark. It can be light. Like, holy crap, this is this is incredible. And I'm like, dude, we have all these other games that do this. Like, Fable had a light and dark meter, you know? <laughs> yeah. Halo had an interesting storyline. Like, I, I get it. And, and, and it was a long time ago, right, like, that this came out. So I can't specifically remember all the games that had come out around that time period that were like this. But mm-hmm. we had plenty of games. So I was kind of in the boat of, like, I don't understand where all the hype is coming from this game yeah like the world is interesting yeah it's interesting they they you build this city under the water and now you're exploring through it like hmm that's weird Mm -hmm. you know there's kind of a mystery going on but again i've played other games where there's a mystery going on and it always seems to be something with some silly little plot twist that we've done a billion times oh my god he's my father (laughs) you know and look at it <laughs> like it, it, it's something stupid like that right mm-hmm. um so like i just i just didn't understand the hype around it no and i and i get that for for me what a lot of the appeal of this was was actually the mindset of the person who created the city you know when you're going through the lore and you're looking at like the reasons mm-hmm. why the guy created this city was to get away from governments and you know um, trying to create a side a society where you know your worth is based on what you contribute and what you produce and yeah. you know I mean when you first enter the city it says you know there's no gods or kings here only man like that to me is just such like a prolific thing to think oh, about huge huge statue right. in the lighthouse yeah mm-hmm. that was what the fuck <laughs> and 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 so that is a thing and I I get a lot of flack for this because you remember the first Saw movie yeah. Everybody saw the first Saw movie and thought, oh, it's just a it's just a gore, you know, movie. And that's all it cares about. It's gore porn or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, but think about what this man is like. His mentality is I'm taking people who don't appreciate their life. I'm putting them in a situation where they have to fight to continue living because they've given up. That to me is a cool thought experiment. Like it's a cool thing to think about, in my opinion. And like I said, I understand that the movies aren't especially the later ones aren't that good. Good. But getting in the, the mindset of a person who thinks that way, and it was the same thing in this, what kind of a person says, I'm shunning living on land above the water <clears throat> because I don't like the way things are run and I'm creating a community where it's just all about what you yourself do. And that was what really intrigued me. But I was in the same boat as you where I was like, it's not bringing anything really new to anything. It's just telling, it's, it's using the same mechanics, but in but in a different way and in a different setting. Yeah. So I get what you're saying, but like, you know, after playing through it as much as I did, because full disclosure, like this is the kind of thing where like I got through the majority of the game Mm -hmm. and like, I know what happens at the end, but I never actually got there myself, Mm -hmm. but like it didn't take away from anything. Like, and nothing I say is because I didn't enjoy the game because I'll come out and I'll put my cards on the table right now. I think it's a fun game and I think you should play it, but it feels like the time it came out in so much that like iron sights aiming down the sights, 
you push in the right thumbstick. I'm so used to pulling that left trigger to, to aim down my sights in a first person shooter. Yeah. So it feels like an old game, but that doesn't take away from the message is trying to produce the atmosphere that it sets, the, the, the things you can do in it. And, and, and again, right. Does it make you feel like this cool, badass guy that can use superpowers? Well, yeah. Does it need to be anything more than that? Not really. <laughs> like it's a shooter where I can shoot lightning out of my hand and throw bees at people. That's fucking cool. <laughs> and and I will say like there I liked the lore mm-hmm. the the mythos behind all of it right like like you were saying like finding the recordings listening to the the testimonials reading the diaries like kind of seeing how people lived this world and then how it descended into chaos mm-hmm. right like that was interesting they did a really good world building right thing there um did it make me care? No. Yeah. It didn't. Like, and that's where I kind of was like, meh. Like, I started playing this game at the hardest difficulty. Because mm-hmm. that's how I play games. Right. <clears throat> I made it about a quarter of the way through the game. And then I was like, I just want to be done with this. Yeah. So I dropped it to the easiest difficulty. And I basically <laughs> ran through the storyline <laughs> on the rest of it. Yeah. Because I just didn't, I didn't care enough about the game. Like, I like you were saying the game mechanics feel like when it came out, which is not a bad thing. Right. For the time period that it came out, they were great. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just kind of like, meh, I didn't name it all. Yeah. I I ran through and just bam, 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 because I had my little fucking circle and I just put the circle on the person and pulled the trigger, <laughs> you know, and on the easiest difficulty that killed 90 percent of my enemies. Right. So like. Who cares? There's no real tactics on easy difficulty. Yeah. Like it got to a point where uh, my wife was just like, why are you maxed out on everything? And I was like, because I literally just run through and hit people with a wrench. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, I <clears throat> and they're doing so minimal damage to me that I don't even need to heal because I just hit them with a wrench. Yeah. <laughs> like. I maybe used one in like 20 healing vials that mm. I found. Like, because I just ran through and hit him with a wrench. Yeah. Like, I, I was so done with the game. It, it didn't pull me in. Not to say that it was a bad game. Right. It's just one, not my type of game. Mm-hmm. And two, I, I, I was intrigued by the storyline, but not enough to actually give a crap about the storyline. Right. Right. And I, I, I don't know if this is like a flaw or something like that, but like I've played enough video games that second chapter in, I went, I know exactly how this is going to play out Mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll tell you why um, in a second, because they like, uh, you know, for those listeners who don't know, I I'm actually diagnosed high functioning autistic. So there are certain gifts that come with that. And I pick up on certain things that like, are supposed to not be necessarily picked up on, right? Mm. But, like, I pick up on them. And so that was something that I was like, oh, yep, totally see what's happening here. Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, now I'm definitely done with the game because this is very much a... Okay, your plot twists. All right, okay, mystery solved. All right, okay, okay, we're gonna stop this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like, I just, I just ran through it. Um, I 
the only thing that I cared about were the little sisters. Yeah. That was it. I cared about them. They're indestructible, mm-hmm. but I cared about them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like they're just kind of one of those things of like, how could you do this to a little girl? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that intrigued me about it. Like, I wanted to learn more about that. Yeah. Like, what was your mindset? Because, yeah, so it, like, I, I guess we can get into a little bit of the plot. Okay. Spoiler warning. Boop. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. So you you start the game off and you're flying on a plane and the mm-hmm. plane crashes mysteriously. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And the, you're like basically in the middle of the ocean and all you see is this random fucking lighthouse that doesn't actually serve as a lighthouse other than to not hit the lighthouse. <laughs> like, that's it. Right. It, it, there, there's no land anywhere close by or anything. It's literally in the middle of the ocean, and you enter it, and that's when we're talking about the statue. Mm-hmm. There, There is no gods and kings. There is only man. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that in and of itself is a prolific statement for, like, hey, welcome to my world. Right. Right. So that was intriguing. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Um, and then as you go through, like you drop down into the city and you get, uh, talked to by, I can't remember his name. Um, but he basically tells you, and it makes it sound like it was a recent event that the, the whole city has basically gone fucking mad. Mm -hmm. Um, that they basically discovered this thing called Adam and, uh, it gives people superpowers and they were developing this and uh, the side effects of this has basically made people go fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mutated them and turned them into these monsters and all this other stuff. And, um, you know, Andrew Ryan, who is the creator of this world, is basically fucking super evil, <laughs> knew all of this was going to happen, um, gives zero fucks about these people. He tricked them all into doing this because he he wanted to be the one king in this land of man, right? And he needs your help not only saving his wife and daughter, but... um stopping andrew ryan right Mm -hmm. and so like you start helping him out and as you go through it you find out like that in this world in order to basically generate adam they had to create these monstrosities uh, called little sisters so they basically kidnapped all these little fucking girls from people and mutated them into like sophisticated hound dogs that could smell Adam. And they would then harvest the Adam from these people. And in harvesting the Adam from these people, it either killed them or they were already dead in harvesting them. But people started going crazy for the Adam. So they were attacking the little sisters to get the Adam from the little sisters because little sisters were basically just little mobile Adam warehouses. And so then they developed big daddies, Mm -hmm. which are these like submariner beasts that protect the little sisters. Mm -hmm. Right. And so... 
that their sole purpose was just to basically walk around with these little sisters to protect little sisters from anybody who got fucking hungry <laughs> and tried to kill them and they would kill you know defend the little sister and and everything like that right right um so like you end up going okay well in order for you to make it in this fucking world and actually make it through and be able to have a fighting chance you need adam so that you can get these super superpowers mm -hmm. and super abilities um and in order for you to get adam you need to get it from little sisters so it starts you on this little quest where you have to kill a big daddy and then you you know you basically get to decide then and there do i harvest from the little sister which gives you the max amount of adam or do i rescue the little sister right mm -hmm. here's something that baffled me just a little side note why do I have the ability to rescue little sisters? Right. It never explains it. Mm -hmm. um, but like you basically do like a lay on hands. <laughs> you right? are healed. You are healed. They glow and then they, they are literally like perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. How? <laughs> like I'm serious. I, I never found the answer to that. Like why is it that I just some fucking rando from the surface, right? They, there's like slugs on them or like sea slugs on them to control the little sisters. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, because all you do is put your hand on it and it glows. And then all of a sudden the little sister is cured. Like I'm Jesus fucking Christ. I, I don't. Uh, Dr. Tannenbaum intervenes and insists Jack should spare them, providing him with a plasmid that can remove the sea slug from their bodies and free them of their brainwashing. Okay. In okay. reference to the little sisters. Thank you. Yes. Because I'm like, I, I don't know what I missed, mm -hmm. but I'm like, why do I have the ability to do this? Right. Um. So, yeah. So then you can make that choice. And that's, that's a morality choice that later on plays out. Like, so you harvest them, you get the max amount of atom, which allows you to do the max amount of things with these special powers, or you can rescue them, which gives you a little bit of atom, and you're still able to get things, but you're ultimately not going to be as powerful. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something where the game broke on me. <laughs> so after that quest, you start going into areas, and it tells you, like, there are two little sisters in this area, right? That first area, I rescued seven little sisters. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> then I went into the next area and I rescued like five little sisters. And then I went into the next area and I rescued one little sister. And I got the achievement for rescuing all the little sisters. But then I proceeded to rescue six more little sisters. <laughs> So my game just kept giving me little sisters. So I ended up with way more fucking Adam than what you could spend. Right. Like way more. I had every skill. I had them all maxed. I had, I had all the Adam and I still ended the game with like 400 Adam. <laughs> Jeez. Like insane amount of Adam. Right. Talk about easy level. Right. Mm -hmm. And that the like, oh yeah. 
Yeah, because like when you upgrade the like, and it's it, it's standard spells, right? Like you have like a push spell, a pull spell, a fire spell, a lightning spell, an ice spell, a hypnotize spell. Mm. I call them spells, but they're 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 atom powers, right? right? Mm. And you replenish your power with Eve, um, which is basically mana. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you like. Yeah, yeah, and you just you get all these things. You you get Adam that can help you with unlocking stuff, or spend Adam to help you with skills to help you unlocking stuff and decrease timers and in, uh, slow down hacks and and stuff like that. I did not like the hacking mechanic in this. <laughs> I used to play this game on a computer back in like the the late nineties. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's basically Pipe Dream or Pipeworks or whatever it was uh, called. Yeah, yeah, I fucking ugh. like organize this so that it flows to the right thing and then i would get to one of the hacks right and i would open it up and literally all around the pipes that are already unlocked like as i unlocked them it would be alarm 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 broken pipe alarm alarm and i'm like I can't connect. Anything. Like I can't switch out anything. I can't go through anything. Like I can't I can't do anything. Like this is fucking dumb. <laughs> and I would do it three times before I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I just I don't need the fucking twenty percent discount that fucking bad. Here's here shut up and take my money. Right. I'll just like, shoot this flying drone. I'm not gonna capture it. Yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah, and, and and that's what I started doing and like like fuck this. I don't I just don't care anymore. <laughs> Cause I like it was and it's it, it doesn't get any easier now you do get an auto hack tool but you can only carry five of them mm. and you can make them but it costs more materials to make them than what you get from anything that you hack with them so why <laughs> you know you know like and that's where i was like some of these mechanics like they're not great right like this is this is dumb <laughs> um but yeah so like you you start rescuing the little girls and the guy tells you like oh that was a terrible choice i would have harvest these little beastie monstrosities they're a plague on mm-hmm. existence all this other shit right and he basically like you get to a point where you're like you're trying to drop a sub that has his wife and daughter in it. His name's Atlas, by the way. Atlas, thank you. Yeah. And Adam or uh, Andrew Ryan sends all of these like fucking people, and they blow up the sub, and they start attacking you. And he's like, no. <laughs> and so like you fight off all those things, and now he's like, my sole purpose is to kill Andrew Ryan, and you're gonna help me. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Uh, and so like, then you like, you meet up with Andrew Ryan, like you go and you find him and you meet him up and he basically plot twist tells you how you're a puppet. Yep. And I could tell you literally with the number of times that you hear, would you kindly Mm -hmm. in the first chapter, I went, I'm fucking hypnotized. (laughs) I'm somebody's bitch. <laughs> Why do you start every sentence with that? Every time you want me to do something, you say, would, would you, you kindly? kindly? Yep. And, I, and then I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I can see because they did have really good writing in it. I mm-hmm. will say that because he would be like, would you kindly go here and do this? And it's like, you didn't even have to hypnotize me. 
(laughs) You're polite. I'll do it. Yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't I? And our interests align right now. Like, he's like, I want to help you get out of here. Would you kindly do this? Yeah, sure. No problem, man. Yeah. And like, sounds great to me. I was on a fucking plane crash. Yeah. Which you then find out you crashed. (laughs) Plot twist. Yeah. Right. Um, And aren't you, you're Andrew Ryan's kid. You're like his illegitimate son. Yeah. 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 And he basically sent you like he is the one who programmed you from birth with this would you kindly thing. And he sent you off to be like his contingency plan to come back if this shit went tits up. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is why you're back, because it went tits up. And he basically like, again, it it could just be because I, I missed something or whatever. But, like, I'm talking to Andrew, and then he's like, would you kindly hit me in the face with this golf club? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Would you kindly hit me in the face with the golf club? Like, kill me. And you fucking beat him to death with his own golf club. And, like, all I could be like is, like, why? Well, it's so that it breaks the control over you. Mm -hmm. Because as long as Andrew Ryan was alive that programming stayed in you yep so you needed to kill him and i was like cool so not only did we have the i am your father plot twist we also had the i am the master of my own demise plot twist oh we also included the i've basically brainwashed you and used you as a little fucking tool your entire fucking life and now I want to do the right thing and set you free so that you can go and kill Atlas, who actually turns out to be Falcone. Fontaine, but close. Fontaine. Falcone is Batman. Fal- <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Man, adding Batman to this game, that would have been something. That would have been that would have been something. <laughs> who you find out through all of the, the little things, Fontaine's basically the smuggler mm-hmm. in this. He has a criminal under ring uh, under like ring that he's been running. Underwater. Underwater. And he, uh, you know, Andrew Ryan has basically sniffed it out and he needed Andrew to die so that he could basically rule this underwater kingdom and take all the atom for himself. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's now like, I give zero fucks about you. You served my purpose. Now it's time for you to die. And so he sends all of his lackeys after you, which if you didn't catch were the same lackeys that destroyed the supposed sub Mm. that had his wife and daughter in it. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Like all of this was as blatant as a train coming at you. If you did not pick up on this, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we, I don't know what to say. Um, and so then, like, you basically make your way to him, and he is, like, God mode. Like, he's a fucking behemoth of a man that's just so jacked full of Adam, and it's supposed to be a difficult fight where he sends bots after you, and he's using the Adam spells against you. And it might have been difficult if I was playing it on hard mode, but I gave zero fucks, so I just beat him to death with a wrench. So hold on a second, because <laughs> I, I want to interject in here, right? Because Because here, here's kind of how I feel, right? Yeah. The difficulty of fighting should not be a qualifier for whether a game is good or not. It should be the type of fight. 
So is there a puzzle element to it, right? So think about it this way. The um So wouldn't the difficulty of fighting though constitute whether that puzzle actually takes effect? Because here's the puzzle aspect of this fight, right? Okay. I am supposed to dodge his attacks right. while hacking the bots mm-hmm. while attacking him. But when I'm playing it on easy mode, I stood there in front of him with a wrench and I beat on his penis. Yes. So I didn't have to do the puzzle aspect. So that's why I'm saying that as a qualifier. Like, if I was playing it on the normal difficulty of the game and I had to figure out that puzzle and balance those aspects of the fight appropriately, Mm -hmm. then it could have been a more interesting fight. But you chose to make it less interesting because you had the, you chose to put it on what, easy. That's why I put it as the qualifier, which is statement. which is why that f- that fight shouldn't have th- the the ease of the fight shouldn't mean anything. No, because if the fight is easier, does that change? Right. Let's just say this. Right. We're playing. No, no, we're no, playing, no, no. We're, and I didn't mean it that way. So right. if I came across that way, I apologize because I didn't mean like, oh, this game was boring as fuck because this final fight was easy. It was more of the final fight was easy because I gave zero fucks about the game. Right. Like, and I thought I had made that statement before you you jumped in. So well, if I wasn't clear on that, I apologize. But yeah. It, 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 yeah, no, the fight could have been more interesting. Right. The fight could have been more difficult. And I, I, I pretty sure I made those statements, but. I gave zero fucks about the game. Which is fine. Because I just wanted the storyline. Right. I didn't care about the puzzle aspects of the game Mm -hmm. anymore. Because it just got to a point where I'm like, it's redundant. You know, like. Yeah. And tropey. Yeah. And and like all of this is very cliche to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, we're we're way further down the line. So we've seen more of this cliche. But even in 2007, the concepts of the plot twists in this game were cliche then. Mm -hmm. Like there was nothing. there, There was no true mystery. Yeah. Like. The society failed because even the base design of the society was to fail. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just, there's no way that when you introduce, Hey, we found this really cool sea slug that gives you superpowers. We're going to juice it. And you, you inject it in your body and it gives you the power to zap lightning out of your dick. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, How is a society going to continue to succeed? No, I'm going to try and take over the people who didn't get to suck on this sea slug. (laughs) Like, come on. Like, it's all there in black and white. It's very, very tropey, as you put it. So I gave zero fucks about it. So by the time I got to this god fight, which Mm. should be a god fight, like, he starts off with, at least mine did, he started off with fire. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you hit the second round where he jumps back in the machine to juice back up again. And you you have to go and, and hit him with the um the the needle because you're sucking the atom out of him. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So you hit him with the little sister needle. Yeah. And he jumps off and then he did ice. And then he jumped back on again. And then the third one, it was a combination that he would alternate between fire, ice, and lightning mm-hmm. in the attacks. Right. But again, it was just kind of for me because I, I just wanted to see the ending of the game. I just hit on him with a wrench. Right. And that's because I thought it was funny. Yeah. Like, 
I beat the main boss of the game on easy mode with a wrench. <laughs> I did not use a single healing potion. Yeah. I did not use a single superpower. I hit him with a wrench. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have like the, the wrencher uh, um, trait oh, that makes right. the wrench stronger. Yeah. Right. I didn't even have that equipped and I beat him with a wrench and it, and it has nothing to do. And I, and I, again, I apologize if that's the perception that I gave on it. The game itself could have been more challenging. I won't necessarily say fun because even when I played through the game on the most challenging difficult, I was not having fun. Right. So it would have been more challenging of a fight. Right. But you still wouldn't, but you would have been having less fun because now not only are you not having fun playing the game, but now you're like, and this, this fight is really super fucking difficult and I really don't care about anything that I'm Correct. doing. Cause we, which is part of the reason why I dropped it down to the easiest difficulty because I wanted to have more fun. It's literally what happened. We talked about this with Gotham Knights Yeah, where we're like, Every like the story is one whole entire problem that we have, but the fact that we were so done with it and we were like, let's just put it on the easiest difficulty yeah, yeah, yeah. just so we can beat the game. That ha- like again, and and that's that's that conversation is that just because the fights are easy doesn't reflect about anything else about how I feel about the game. I'm putting it on easy so I can just finish the damn game. Yeah, but like everything led up to me being like, I just want to be done so i get where you're coming and from. i would say that this is not necessarily gotham knights level of where i was done with oh yeah no right? no no this was this is not my type of game mm-hmm. like i stated and that this is um very tropey yeah like we discussed so like as soon as i identified those two things like i was just kind of like eh, this is like I want to see how it ends, but I don't care enough about it that I want to spend a whole lot of time in this world. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I am very much a, do I want to explore this world? Right. Now, granted, this is a path driven game. So you are go down this tunnel, yeah. go here, go here, which is perfect for the setting. Of right. It, right. You're underwater. You can't just go outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right. <laughs> What's over there? <laughs> oh, shit, I'm drowned. <laughs> like, so, like, there's that aspect, uh-huh. right? But um, I, I just didn't, I, I didn't care. Like, it, it, what the mythos of it wasn't interesting enough for me that, like, even kind of looking at how Andrew Ryan saw it and what Andrew Ryan was trying to build and everything, I immediately identified that even though he was trying to build it, he was also still trying to be a king above men. Mm-hmm. And so even though his basic concept was to build a utopian society where everyone's worth is based off of what they provide, he quickly made it so that there was uh, classes. Mm-hmm. And when you have classes in a society that's built on the premise of you're worth what you provide, well, then the lowest class who's providing the most is still worth the less. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Like you did not create a utopian society. You created the society above ground, below ground. And now you just run the risk of, oh shit, we didn't tighten that bolt yesterday. Oh, it's okay. Oh fuck. The tunnel collapsed and we're flooded. (laughs) Like that is, I gotta say, I thought more about like, if I lived underwater (gasps) like this, Mm -hmm. would I be okay with this? (laughs) And I ultimately came up to the fuck no. No. 
Fuck no. No. Like, I don't want to be walking to work one day, and there's a giant fucking squid just kind of, like, wrapped around one of the pipes. Uh, yeah, I did it intentionally. You're yeah, welcome. You did, you did. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. It's totally... Like, no! No. No! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> this is insanity! Like, water is corrosive. Extremely corrosive. Yeah. Salt water is it's even worse. more corrosive. Yeah. And you built a giant metal city underground. Let's play this out, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> no wonder why you got leaks, though. There's your problem right there. There's your problem right there. <laughs> like, I just, it was, I, and that's where I'm like, I couldn't get behind mm -hmm. a lot of the concepts in this game because I'm like, this makes no damn sense. Yeah. Why would you do this? If you're going to build an underground city, underwater city, you need to use more natural materials that are found underwater, such as like coral or fucking mud. <laughs> I don't know. You know, stone. Yeah. Something that would be less erosive. Mm. It still erodes. Like we know rocks still erode. And there is... um. What am I? Water tunnels under the ocean yeah. that cause the water to move, which would then erode against the stone. So you would have to choose a location that would be the least erosive. Yeah. But why wouldn't you build it out of natural materials? Mm -hmm. You know, and figure out a way to make it more water. Why would you use metal? Well, we used metal because it takes place in the 1960s. Mm -hmm. And when we think about the 1950s and 60s and that like noir area, time span, that's these structures match it to oh, a T. The like take take what you will from the story and the tropes and you know all that other kind of stuff. The I really really like the atmosphere. I like the aesthetic of everything. Yeah. I like that there's there's this like just constant drone of like nineteen, like nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties kind of style music going on yep. everywhere. Um, you know, like there's just there's just so much, and I always just keep coming back to the term atmosphere. But there's just so much atmosphere, ironically, in this game that makes that like it literally makes me shrink in on myself. Yeah, I'm underwater. Well, first of all, I don't even like being underwater in the deep sea. Now I'm in an underwater city. Okay, yeah. that makes me feel even more in you know enclosed. And then it's now it's falling apart. There's tons of hostels everywhere. Like every you can't leave. Every step in that game for me, like adds to the tension of what's going on, but where you're coming from about the fact that like a lot of what makes the game good for me is a lot of the stuff that you don't actually get to really engage with. It is the lore. It's the mindset. It's the thought process. It's the thought experiments. Yep. It's all that kind of stuff. I really find interesting. If you strip all of that away, you get a shooter with some magic powers, which is fine and can be totally cool, but it just, like, and like I said, I'm not saying I didn't like it because I enjoyed it, but like, it's not going to be on like my top 20 favorite games list. This is not something that I would play again. Yeah. And, and that's, that's it. I, I actually have uh, somebody like, it was funny because I was playing the game. My sister-in-law comes over and she's like, oh, this is, you know, Bioshock. And I was like, yeah, how do you know that? And she's like, my husband plays this nonstop. Mm. Like, this is his go-to game. Good for him. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Everybody has that go-to game. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. Um, this is just not mine. Right. It really isn't just mine. It, it's not that it's it's terrible. As I said, for the time period, 
great first person shooter, intriguing storyline. Yeah, a little tropey, but the atmosphere really adds a lot to it. Um, there's just a lot of it that I saw coming from a mile away, which takes away from that when I'm just like, I already know how this ends. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I know Andrew Ryan isn't the greatest guy, but he's not the bad guy. The bad guy is this Atlas guy, which I'm pretty sure is Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and granted, I didn't necessarily know the name Fontaine when I was piecing this together. It was when I started learning about Fontaine that I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Atlas is Fontaine. Mm-hmm. And like, I even made that comment to my wife and she's like, how do you know? And I was like, because he's the bad guy. Mm hmm. Like, it's so tropey. Everything that you hear about Fontaine is bad guy. Yeah. He's the bad guy. So Fontaine is the main bad guy. Um, I was like, I'm hypnotized. And she's like, how do you know that? And I was like, oh, hold on. Here comes this conversation. I guarantee you, would you kindly is going to be said in this at mm. least three times. Yeah. And it was. And then I was like, now all of my quest goals have changed and this is what I'm going to go do now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm doing exactly what he asked me kindly to do. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so for me, I'm like, when I identified all of those things, it, it took away a lot from the game. Absolutely. So if I was younger, Mm -hmm. like 10, 11, 12 years old, and I was playing this game first time back in 2007. Holy shit. Right. This would have been amazing. This would, I would have been, oh my God, I just beat this. What the hell is going on? I'm hypnotized. I'm hypnotized. This guy that's like, helping me is the real bad guy. Like, holy shit. You know, <laughs> Vader's Luke's father. Who told, what the fuck? <laughs> Spoiler from like a 40 year old movie. Right. But like, you know, like the, the that would have changed it. Mm-hmm. But even in 2007, I, I wouldn't have, I, I would have seen these things coming from a mile away. Like, right. And that, cause that can happen with movies too. There's a lot of movies that I've seen where I can kind of figure out what's going to happen, where it's yeah. going to go because I'm a huge movie buff. I like yep. watching movies. So yeah, same kind of thing. You'll look for all those little things. And sometimes I don't even try. Like sometimes I try not to try to figure out a yeah. movie, but sometimes like the cute, it's the, just the, so obvious. The clues are right there <laughs> and presented in a way that, yeah, like it's just like, all right, well I know where just this is going to go. So obvious. Yeah. Like you're like, wow. I wouldn't know this any better if you wrote it on a fish and hit me with it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just And it taints the experience. It does. And that's know? that's what happened here is like and I we'll get to them, but I've I've played the second and third game. Mm-hmm. Um uh you know, spoiler warning for those. I didn't even play the second game until after I played the third one. <laughs> and I actually I personally think the third game is the best game in this franchise. Yeah. I'm I'm just putting it out there right off the bat. Um, because that's what I like. I I think we, we hit on it and that's what this franchise is about. It's supposed to be a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Mm -hmm. Right. And this game was the baby steps into that. The second game gets a little bit more, but I feel like the second game lays like the foundation right right the third game is the one that hits it out of the park like it really it really goes okay we figured out finally how to do this Mm -hmm. let's do it right 
So like I could see at that point in time, like 2007 and after, right? Yeah. Where like these games, because they were trying to do that, there weren't a lot of games that were trying to do this around that time period, mm-hmm. right? That was like, hey, play through this mystery. You know, see what happened to this underwater utopia. Because that's what it's really painted as. That's what it's supposed to be, is this underwater utopia yeah. that went to shit. Right. <laughs> and, like, the you know, and and I just don't think this one did it very well, but it did, it like, it's that baby steps into it. They were like, can we make this concept work? Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. Now let's really put stuff into it, right? Yeah. So I'm more excited to talk about the next two than I was this one because the next two, like, they're, they're where it really, like, shines mm-hmm. a little bit more. This one for me was too tropey, too, too, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, and that's the other thing, right? Like, I ended up stopped using my powers because, as I said, right. I, the game glitched, mm-hmm. which... <sighs> whatever what yeah and i ended up getting a shit ton of adam but it like i would walk into a room and there's like areas in the game where you know once fontaine comes out as fontaine he's like i'm gonna send like 30 people after you and you just like keep getting swarmed with bots and people and you have third level fucking electro blast and it literally just fucking webs Chain across lightning. everybody yeah. and they just drop and you're like well, that was five seconds of fun. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It makes you feel like a fucking god. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ray. <laughs> like, because it, it did. Like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, God, there's more people coming. And I'm like desperately swinging my wrench. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to get overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, we're done. Okay. <laughs> I want to do that again. <laughs> like that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and those, that's where I'm like, there were moments in this where I had fun. I thought things were funny. I did think things were interesting. It's just not my game. Yeah. And there's nothing. I wrong don't, I wouldn't go to somebody and be like, Oh God, don't waste your time. Don't play that game. No, I'll play it. Yeah. Like it's a decent game. Just know when you're getting into it, it's an older game mm-hmm. with older mechanics it took me just like you. It took me a second to figure out the gameplay because I kept fucking zapping people yeah. when I meant to aim down the site, which is why I stopped even trying to aim down a site because <laughs> I just kept zapping people. <laughs> like that's not helpful when I'm trying to fire my little pea shooter. Yeah, you know, and like holy shit, and uh, so yeah, like I, I just. It took me a second until, like, you know, the muscle memory started, like, built up in that. Mm-hmm. But once that happened, I had a lot easier time going through things. It, it definitely made me feel like a um, a better skinned version of Goldeneye. All right. All right. You know? Yeah. Like, the, the gameplay style. That's right. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, the gameplay style and, like, the way you move about the world and... And how you got to, like, move and interact, right? Like, it, it felt like a, a better-skinned Goldeneye. And I completely understand what you're saying by that. Yeah. When you say that, I totally get it. Which I believe Goldeneye was made by 2K, wasn't it? Yes. He said not 100% sure. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not sure. I might be wrong. Uh, Maybe it's the... Uh, 
I can't remember the company. But I, I just like that's that's where I'm just like, okay. And I, like, don't get me wrong. Again, not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. Um, <laughs> didn't say that. Developed no. by Rare. Nah, that's it. It's the gold coin. Yeah. Um, but like, it, it just it. Like when I had played so much of that, that's mm-hmm. all it brought me back to. Right. Was I've played a hundred games like this. Mm-hmm. I have done this a hundred times. You know, I played through GoldenEye a crap ton. All I'm doing is is replaying this thing that as I've grown, I just no longer enjoy that style of gameplay. Right. It makes me remember that style of gameplay. I just don't enjoy it anymore. That's all. Like that's all. That's you had quite a bit to say about this. <laughs> that's all. I so what this game does right is one hundred percent atmosphere. Nothing. I mean what? Atmosphere. <laughs> oh, atmosphere. The lack of thing that you have underwater. Yes. Like I said, ironically, it's the thing that it does right. Sometimes I was playing and and I thought to myself, this game is too freaking dark, but it's supposed to be dark because Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be scared. And me as an avid person, an avid lover of not scary games, I don't like scary games. Yeah. I I was playing this and I was like, I'm not scared. I'm unsettled because you can hear talking and cackling and running and you can see people shifting in shadows and running through vents. And like it does a good atmosphere of making you feel unnerved. And I played on the normal setting. So like I did, I never felt overpowered. So even then it was like, I was still concerned about getting into engagements because I never was played it on easy. So I was like, I have to be smart and I have to be tactical. But like you, I'm like, this like the story itself is mediocre. Yep. And I don't use that term lightly. It is a very mediocre story, but the lore and the idea behind everything, I find way more interesting mm-hmm. than, than mind controlled assassin leaves, comes back and has, has to figure everything out because that's the, that's the story is that you are, you know that 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 was actually the best way to explain it like that's it in a nutshell and that's what it is and like i said i don't think it's doing it wrong i just don't think that it's its strongest appeal and at a time when because the fiance played this and she loves this. this is like one of her favorite freaking games yeah yeah because she really likes the story now granted we like you and I have said, right? We've seen this story in games and movies, and she's not nearly at the level that you and I are. And that's nothing against the fiance. She's great and wonderful, and she's got whoa talents that I will never possess in my life. But when it comes to stuff like this, and also like it was one of the first games that she started playing after we got together. So like she was re um she was reintroducing herself into video games and what it was like to them. So I completely get why she loves it. I get why she loves the story. I get why she connects to it. She loves the saving of the little sisters. But for me, it all just felt so mediocre. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But like, like I said, for people who love it, great. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's not going to be on a top 20 list Yeah. because the things I like about it are not the things that make it a good game. You know, it's like, the things that could make it a good game. Exactly. Exactly. You have a, a, a really good idea about a man who builds an underwater city to get away from everything else and loses control of it. Yeah. You have a really, 
really terrifying atmosphere because you're under miles of water. So like you can't go anywhere and everything is hostile except for you. I mean, you just, you take that and you put it in space and you've got fucking event horizon. Like, yeah. like it's great atmosphere, but the story of my purpose for being here is to uncover that I'm a mind controlled assassin. And the guy who's been helping me is really the guy that wants to take over. And the guy who like I've been told against, like doesn't like, doesn't do a thing and da, 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 da. And it like, it just like, like there's not a, there's nothing to bite into there to like make me feel connected to it. Well, and I, I you answered some of them, but like there's still, I, I feel like there's plot holes in it and stuff like that stuff. That's not quite explained. Um, because they they were more focused on and i think that's the one thing like i would like to believe mm -hmm. they were more focused on the atmosphere but like they didn't even a hundred percent dedicate to that right right they wanted to create a creepy atmosphere but and i know i was like bitching about tropes but there are tropes that help with creating that creepy atmosphere that they do mm -hmm. stuff crawling along the ceiling right. shadow shifting conversations happening babies crying babies crying yeah um but then there were other things that like they missed the point on mm -hmm. right like big daddies and little sisters are supposed to be terrifying but they're not no and they they didn't I like they didn't put enough creepiness into mm -hmm. them to make them that the little sisters thing. are a little bit worse than the big daddies in yes. my opinion because the yes. big daddies I mean just full disclosure they look like like 1940s navy divers because they mm -hmm. both in these giant with copper suits with giant drills on some of them yeah. or a fucking giant rivet gun on another right. which like makes you believe that maybe originally these were supposed to be the mechanics mm -hmm. of this world. Right. Right. Like they're the ones who are supposed to be maintaining the outside and preventing these leaks and everything like that. But of course, greed and power got the best and they like pivoted, mm -hmm. but I'm making all of that up <laughs> because nowhere in there. Do you actually find that out? Mm hmm. You, you are truly led to believe that their sole reason for creation was to protect little sisters. But wouldn't it have been so much more interesting if, like, no, we we mutated people because we, we do find out that big daddies are, are mutated people mm -hmm. that are strapped into these suits and basically mind controlled. Mm -hmm. But we mutated these people to originally maintain the aesthetics of this city. Yeah. And because we then diverted their purpose, not only did the city go down, but that so did the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you see posters of certain rooms that like look like these elegant, grandiose things. And then you actually look at the room and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, this says, uh. That's mold. <laughs> Man, somebody's got to get a mop in here quick. Holy shit. <laughs> Um, so I, I get it. Like I enjoyed the atmosphere, but I don't think they committed to it. Mm -hmm. I don't think they committed to the, the, to the gameplay. I don't think they committed to the storyline. And that's where, like, like you said, and, and as you were talking about it, it, it just kind of dawned on me. all of it's mediocre mm -hmm. to me. Like the best of the mediocre is the atmosphere. Right. But even that is just 
mediocre. Mm -hmm. So it, it again, you look at something like Dead Space or Doom Three oh, or you Dead know, Space. I, it, it's all it's all just you Dead know, Space is this game in space, basically. <laughs> and it is terrifying. I I played it for like when it originally came out. I've never played Dead Space. Oh God, you don't want to. No, I don't like scary games, and you, I know that that's a scary game. This is a scary game. Yeah, no, I don't want to play scary like, games. <laughs> I, I like there was a moment where I played it and the girl that I was dating at the time came out of the kitchen was like, hey, and I was like, ah! <laughs> I got to go change my pants. <laughs> Dude, the fiance got me good the other night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, the game that we're playing right now. Uh -huh. I was in a cave okay, and, uh, and I was like super on edge. And she came around the corner and was like, hey, baby. And I'm, I was like, -ga -ga. <laughs> she got me good. <laughs> that's for uh, that's for those of you who don't know Latin of I just shat my pants. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't need a cup of coffee this morning. Thank yeah. you. I am now fully awake. I am there. Yeah. So I guess final thoughts wrapping everything up like like play it like it's fun. It, it, it it's fun you can you can play it if you're into first person shooters you're gonna like it it's got a good atmosphere it's got a decent story but I, again like it's it doesn't change anything it doesn't move any mountains it doesn't push any goalposts no it doesn't break any ceilings no it but i get why people love it but those those things that it hits for them it doesn't hit for me or me right yep okay <laughs> Anything else? No, that's no. it, buddy. That's all it. Right. That's it. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode. We appreciate having you here. Don't forget, you can go to our Facebook or our Patreon or our Podbean or anywhere else, and you can comment on this episode. Let us know what you thought of the game and what you thought of our thoughts on it, if you want to. Don't forget, also, on that Patreon, you can sign up for a reoccurring donation. We appreciate um, every dollar that gets sent to us because it helps us keep the lights on, and we like doing that because we like talking about these games and putting these episodes out for you people. So thank you all so much for listening also don't forget i because i almost did you can go to no tokens required at hotmail.com and send us an email with anything you want um and we will go ahead and address that so uh, yeah stay tuned for the remainder of this series caleb will definitely be back for that maybe he's, he's just biting his microphone maybe so maybe. i don't know they don't pay me enough for this no <laughs> <laughs> we don't get paid at all <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening stay safe have a fantastic week we'll see you guys next time i'm chris i'm caleb and until then game, game on, on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in no part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from YouTube.